This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. Let us pray. Father, as the boy Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen. In Latin America, there are five cities called Ascension. The one in Paraguay is even the country's capital. There is an Ascension Island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and another in the Pacific, halfway from Cape York to Japan. In the past, obviously, some people thought the Ascension was important. In my last parish lived the then director of Youth Works College and he would preach every other month. And those days the attendance was always 10 or 20% higher than normal. He was so good. One year he preached today, the Sunday after Ascension, and he began by saying that in all his years of going to church, he had not only never given a sermon on the Ascension, he had never heard one either. In the church, clearly, some leaders don't think the Ascension is that important. At least each week in the Creed, we all do recite, He ascended into heaven. For 40 days after the resurrection, Jesus had been appearing and disappearing but he made sure the disciples knew that this time would be his last earthly meeting with them. And then he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. What happened? Did he float off like Mary Poppins? The disciples were looking up. Or was it like Katoomba can be any day of the year with a thick cloud swirling round and visibility down to 10 metres? Well, we don't know. But the end result was that whatever Jesus, the Son of God, had had to put aside in order to become fully human was now restored to him in the unclouded presence of the Father, as we say using the ancient imagery, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Well, what is he doing now? On a long, extended, thoroughly deserved holiday till the second coming? Is he just marking time? No. He's both having a fabulous time and doing a fabulous job. A fabulous time. We Australians find it easy to be cynical and critical and we are often slow, even afraid, to blurt out praise, apart perhaps for stars of sport. Our world champion teams get a ticker tape procession up George Street to the town hall. Currently, and it is so appropriate, we are also lavishing praise on firefighters and medical staff. 25 years ago, 10,000 Sydney siders got as close as they could to the Opera House steps one lunchtime and cheered over and over again when Nelson Mandela appeared and spoke. In 2000, when the horse owned by John Singleton and Bob Hawke won the Golden Slipper at Rose Hill, Singer shouted for all the drinks in the bar for the next hour. And 40 years ago, when Parramatta won their first rugby league premiership, their supporters celebrated by ecstatically burning down their old grandstand. So we, do we do know how to get excited and really celebrate. And that means we do know a bit what Christ's return to heaven was like. When Christ ascended to the Father, this was his coronation. 
This return to heaven was his entry to unlimited glory and fabulous celebration, and it hasn't paused ever since. Listen to St John's description of his vision of heaven after Christ's ascension. Look past the physical images and just soak up the emotion. Then I heard the voice of many angels, thousands upon thousands. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth singing, To him who sits upon the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Soak up the emotion as Jesus is praised spontaneously, delightedly, endlessly and ecstatically. His coronation began at his ascension and continues today. On earth, we do tire even of wonderful things if they go on forever and we take them for granted and ho-hum creeps in. But not with love. We never grow tired of giving and receiving deep, fulfilling love. And in heaven, no matter whatever else we do there, the delight and adoration of being with Jesus just never ebbs. How good is this for Jesus after what he endured? All across his life he was tempted in every way yet without sin and especially before his arrest and death he pleaded with his father, let this cup pass from me. But knowing that was not going to happen, he deliberately gave in. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Led on to his slaughter and the appalling pain of bearing the sins of the whole human race and the horror of feeling forsaken by his father. But now he's raised to life and returned to heaven and to glory. As St Paul said, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus' reception in heaven is both mind-blowing and justified, as the whole host of heaven cannot stop themselves from constant, delighted, spontaneous excited praise and Jesus deserves every hallelujah. Jesus' ascension was good for him and Jesus' glory is good for us too. Hebrews chapter 12, let us fix our eyes on Jesus who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Back here on earth, where the struggle goes on endlessly against sin, the world and the devil, we are urged to fix our eyes on Jesus and tune into heaven with our worship, praise and adoration of the ascended Jesus, gladly and eagerly, anticipating our entry into the real thing with him. That's when we are setting our hearts where true joys are to be found. 
Jesus' ascension is also good for us. And not only as the inspiration for us to look forward to heaven, Jesus is not just slumming around, basking in the adoration of the whole host of heaven. Rather, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. So, the Father has a right hand, or at least a right hand side. No, seated at the right hand is an expression, like, say, blowing your own trumpet, for which, of course, you don't need a trumpet, it just means you're boasting. Seated at the right hand is a picture from every ancient court where the ruler has a couple of advisers to help him make decisions, the chief one of whom sits on the right and plan B sits on the left. The father doesn't need a right-hand side for Jesus to be seated at the father's right hand. It just means that he is thoroughly involved with the father ruling the universe. In St Paul's words, God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand and placed all things under his feet. Another picture phrase. Jesus has been installed in the government of heaven and earth. And there, with the Father, the ascended Jesus gives us four more huge advantages in addition to being so inspiring. Firstly, Jesus had promised I'm going to prepare a place for you and I will come back and take you to be with me. His being seated by the Father means if your faith is in Jesus, your place in heaven is secured. Your champion has saved you. Your entry is guaranteed. You haven't earned it, but it has been given to you by grace. His ascension, his coronation, guarantees his promise to make a place for you has been kept. You have a place in heaven. Secondly, since Jesus has ascended, we have in heaven one who understands us from experience. Hebrews chapter 4. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. So let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace to help in our time of need. Jesus struggled with all the same sort of tests as we do. Are you tempted to be proud, to show off, to cheat a bit, to use wrong ways to get good results? So was Jesus. Are you tempted to be really lazy? So was Jesus. Are you tempted to misuse sex? So was Jesus. Are you tempted to abuse power? So was Jesus. These temptations, and even worse, to turn aside from his calling to die for our sins, these were his daily insidious, draining pressures, yet without giving in. Oh yes, he understands what it is like to be constantly, enticingly, appealingly tempted and he is now our representative in heaven he knows all there is to know about pressure the ascended Christ in heaven understands you so don't be a sinner who gives up instead take every difficult temptation to him because he will never stop understanding you 
He knows you better than you do. How good is that? But there is more than just him really knowing what you go through. The third thing, this Christ in heaven, we read in Hebrews, always lives to intercede for those who come to God through him. He prays with the Father for you, for your temptations, for your growth to be like him, for your perseverance, and especially for your forgiveness. As St Paul wrote, Christ Jesus is at the right hand of God interceding for us. Even if you are so defeated or bamboozled that you neglect to pray, the ascended Jesus is pleading for you, always. You are not alone. And fourthly, the fourth extra reason why Christ's ascension is also good for us shall be waxed eloquently about next Sunday. For the ascended Christ sends his spirit to camp deep in every believer's person, so much that Christ is indeed in us while still seated at the right hand of the Father. Dwelling in us, Christ by his spirit is teaching us the truth, renovating our character, reassuring us we are his and equipping us to do the job that he gives us. So don't miss next week's blockbuster. Being ascended is fabulous for Jesus as he is at the centre of an endless tsunami of justified praise and his ascension is fabulous for us because this inspires us towards heaven. It proves that he has prepared a place for us. We are perfectly understood in heaven where he is always praying for us and sending his spirit into each of us. Does Jesus' fabulous time now in heaven delight you? Does his fabulous work there for you inspire and encourage you today? Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.